playground space. So let's move quickly on to um, design space. And you know, um, I think a lot of people, when they think about the design space and the aspects that go into design, they do see this safety and this ease one as just you know over everything. Um, but child development, of course, is, I have, think, having to really push back against the safety, this idea that we can't even let a child jump. Um, we can't let them stand on something over three feet high. Uh, that conversation is really happening, and Tim is particularly key there. It's, that's not a conversation I have a lot on the blog. I leave that mostly to Tim. But of course, we are finally now getting to see um, playgrounds that are really addressing their site. And I think the issue there is that we just have to think about interacting with safety in a different way. And really, the masters of this are Monstrum, with their playgrounds that feel risky but play safe. Okay? There are many ways on a playground to create the perception of risk in a playground that meets safety standards and, and, and doesn't cause any safety problems. And they, tip, they often do this with these, these tilted things, right? With the fact that it's very imaginative, the child's creating a narrative in their own imagination about risk, about being chased by pirates or by bears or being swallowed by a whale. And that's a very risky narrative, but it's not actually happening in their actual play is quite safe. So that's a key takeaway for the playgrounds as you seek to overlap that boundary with safety rules which aren't going away. <laughs> okay, we can't wish them away. They're going to be there, but how do we address this creatively? And one of those ways is feel risky, play safe. Of course, Monstrum is also really a master at local contextualization. Um, their rooftop playground in Copenhagen being a prime example where they took all the, all the rooftops that children see across the city and brought them down to earth so that they could run on them. Um, another one, and if you read the blog, you've seen all these, is the Annabelle Playground in Germany. And I really love that second photo. It's one of my favorite playground photos on the blog because of the way it, it, it shows how the playground reaches the city, how the playground talks to the city, how the playground incorporates the city. I hope that all of you, at whatever site you put a playground, are looking around for the views, right? Right? That, you know, in, in, <laughs> in garden history, if you're in an 18th century landscape, wherever the bench is, you look for the view. Because it's there for a reason. They put it there for a reason. And we should be just as intentional about children's views out of playscapes and how that brings in the wider city around. And this is a part of a, a, a real trend that I would add to the feel risky, play safe trend, which is play local. You know, it's funny to th that we're talking about local everything, local, ev local food. Um, but, but we haven't talked about localization in the playground, and, and yet we, ha we install playgrounds that literally could be in Timbuktu and be no different, right? Okay? We've brought them from afar, we've duplicated something from afar, and there's nothing local about it. And communities do increasingly want a playground that includes local context in some way that relates back to its specific place. And then the final one that I would say is that if you're thinking of a more natural playground scheme, this is Ronald Tully from Colorado, is a natural beyond nature. Um, yeah, I, I kind of have a bit of a problem with the people that um, want to make a playground that they say is just completely natural. Because frankly, there's you know, if you've landscape architected a site, there, there's no natural there really. Um, so it has been changed. It's not nature, and so we're dealing with a natural beyond nature in any case, anyway. And also, I think um, that one of the mistakes that is being made in the natural playground movement is that it's become kind of more about the environment than about children. And you know, nothing, nothing bad about being concerned about the environment, but a playground is for children. And to refuse to include, for example, things that allow dynamic motion in a space because they're artificial, I think it just doesn't make any sense. So, um, so thinking of this natural beyond nature, and you can see that Ronald Tully um, uses the same elements in Colorado 
that, um, that you see, would see in many natural playgrounds, but they're deeply reflective of the local concern. The sculpture there is, of, of, uh, is made to look like Indian trade beads. That's a native turtle. They're deeply reflective of their place, and they really represent a natural beyond nature, and they're really gallery-worthy sorts of constructions as well. So they also represent a pushing into that boundary space of the gallery. So to go back to our analogy of the water, this your bit of science for the evening, our phase diagram, where everything interest, interesting happens at the boundaries. You probably notice that there's a place there where three lines meet. Okay? And that is actually the triple point of water. It is 0 0.01 degrees Celsius and 0 0.006 atmospheres. And that's the point at which all three phases are in equilibrium. It's just a momentary state, but they all exist happily together. And so I think what we're really trying to do is push playgrounds to this place where these, com where these complex concerns really exist in equilibrium and in balance with each other. And that's kind of where I try to sit on the blog. You know, not just focused on natural playgrounds, not just focused on um, you know, high designed or artistic playgrounds, but kind of at that magic medium where we allow all of these things to percolate and exist in equilibrium with each other. Where we stop thinking so much about I'm in one space and that's in another, we're combining all these things into just a beautiful and functional place to play. So in writing the blog, what I've continually tried to do is expand people's idea of what a playground is. So that if they've read my blog and you ask them what a playground is, they won't just say a swing and a slide, right? I wanted people to have more things in their head when they went to a community meeting or when they met with a landscape architect working for their city, more things to be inspired by than simply seeing the slide. And so these are your takeaways for this evening. You want to grow at the boundaries. You want to embrace maker culture and local context. You want to use new forms to feel risky, but play safe. That's your way to get around the safety issues, right? And finally, in the best tradition of prognosticators everywhere, I leave you with this, that hills are the new swings. Thank you.